0: Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Myths, the only podcast which features live sacrifices! Woo! Dan, who are we sacrificing today? It's Jeff! Say hello, Jeff! Help me, please! Help me! Help me, please! Shut up, shut up, Jeff! ah, See, the, the thing is with the Sacrifice podcast, the sacrifice or the volunteers we like to call them, uh, they get a bit mouthy, so we have to get out the tongues. Is he dead? He's dead. Sorry about that, guys. We can cut, we just edit that out, can't we? Yeah, well, we need him for the rest of the podcast. We can't just murder... We can't oh, murder the Sacrifice. Oh, God. Who, who are going to sacrifice now? Oh, we'll have to do that in episode 59. Oh, God. What a, what a shame. Well, he's making loads of noise. I have to just... <laughs> I like it because we care more about uh, podcast integrity and the audio set of for a podcast than someone murdered <laughs> Oh, Jeff, thank you for that. Uh, he was brought to us kindly by Brian the Eagle. Cheers, mate. Uh, so, Dan, how are you? T- <laughs> are we just going to go straight, <laughs> straight into normal stuff? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, I... Oh, uh, we're up north today. Yeah. Up oh, north. Can you describe the weather today, Matt? Well, we had not talk about this because um, mm. uh, the thing is, for the north, I uh, like the Brits to talk about the weather. Yeah. This, in fact, we have had the murder. We had the sacrifice part. Now, this be very British. Yeah. Uh, um, I I mentioned to Dan I used to do a job uh, where I used to work in uh, CCTV camera rooms and and when I used to do checks every twenty minutes to make sure there's no. Um, no obstacles in the road, but you have to also state what the weather was. But a cheat because like you do it over twenty minutes, so you couldn't be bothered to do that. One of the cheats you would do is always put it as overcast in the north because it's never not going to be overcast. Even that in the dead of night, it's still overcast. You know what I mean? Like uh, even if it's like hu- a hurricane as well, that's over that's overcast as well. So uh, the weather is kind of a little bit rainy, but generally overcast. overcast yeah. You know, if weather report just said overcast, people are like yeah, you're probably right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's a better way to do it going be overcast in the north and a little bit hot in the south. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every time... Uh, I, I don't think it's true, but like every time... My, my mum always goes all the way out, especially when I was going to university, goes, when you go down south, it's really hot down there. It's really hot. It's like, no, yeah, it's not. But every time she comes down, it's, the sun's always out as well. I say, like, fuck's sake, like <laughs> every time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it kind of proves her point. Uh, what have you been up to this week, Dan? What have I been up to, Matt? I went to a ballet Yes, the Royal Opera House. Because Dan's now the upper class. I am yes. You, you Stan... Second ballet I've ever seen, Matt. And you know what? I think I've seen all the ballets. <laughs> <laughs> so these people who train for like fifteen years, like go through like Russian schools and like uh, have to go from... No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I have tremendous respect for ballet dancers. They, I mean, I could not believe the things they do. Uh-huh. Uh I mean. It's very impressive oh, yeah. they're, they're, They are athletes However Fundamentally My problem with the ballet Having seen two now And two very high The Russian ballet And the English national Royal Ball, national ballet They're very good Very good where, where do you see the The second ballet? It was in the Royal Opera House Royal Opera House Wow Um, And It's Don Quixote It Look Like I say They're all very good But There are ultimately Maybe like 30 moves <laughs> And between the two ballets They just It's, it's like it's seven hours Of the same You have two interviews yeah. It's two intervals Matt <laughs> It's like You're just doing A swivel and a prance And, and both and prance. Both sets of ballets I've seen The first act Was the best Because you're like Whoa Look at the things They're doing Second act Whoa Ooh, That's <laughs> similar To the first act <laughs> Act three Ooh Is this the same act Yeah As the and then uh, the final act tends to just be one. And then ballet, they do this really annoying thing, which is just one massive curtain call. So, like, what? curtain open, curtain closes. They bring on flowers. Clap, 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 clap. Curtain closes. Curtain opens again. Clap, clap, clap. They go off stage. Back on stage. Clap, oh, clap, yeah. clap. Off stage. Then one on, one on, one on by one. They what? go on. Clap, clap, clap. The lead, uh, the principal female, gets uh, flowers. Clap, clap, clap. Curtains close. They then walk through the curtains individually. Clap, clap, clap. Out through. Then another one. Clap, clap, clap. Then another one. Clap, clap, clap. Curtains open again. Clap, clap, clap. Then they leave. Curtains close. Curtains open. Final time. Are clap, you clap. joking? Honestly, it lasted so goddamn long. And in ballet, they do this thing. If anyone's ever been to a ballet, you know what I mean. Sometimes after they've done a particularly good... Um, a dance. Routine. Yeah. You know, particularly, you know, a good few minutes of ballet. They will often stop and take a bat. They almost bow after their scene. Yeah. To be like, ah, yeah, I nailed that scene, didn't I? Clap, clap. And that can last quite a while, not it? So by the time the curtain call happens, you already feel like you've already given them quite a lot of love. You've already given them quite a lot of love from the last time they did it. See, what annoys me a little bit. And, that, and people were leaving halfway. People were literally just like, started walking out during the encore. It lasted that long. What? So there's two things there that annoy me. Uh firstly, um like the thing is like ballet is considered a very high form of awe. You know, people, uh, people... And it is very, very impressive, actually. I, and I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Um, however, like, imagine if I did a routine, like, in stand-up, I did a routine, and like, at the end of it, I thought I did pretty well, you know. I, I did some really killer jokes, and I just bound at the end of it. It's like, it's not the same now. I'm just a dickhead then, yeah. or, you know what I mean? But maybe I should do some prancing on stage, mm. and, like, uh, in, in a little box room. But also, the thing is, um, I also saw a similar thing, because uh, I went to see some theatre in Germany, and... Like it was really good. I really enjoyed it. There was a part where they did do blackface, but let's forget about that. <laughs> um, but the um, but yeah, they. So I think it's more to do with like European theatre. But like, they they uh, they went off stage and clapping and came on back on stage. And as you said, they did it about like eight times. It was like, like I'm not clapping anymore. Like you, no. uh, I clapped enough. Like, there's a, there's a limit though, isn't it? Like you're taking a piss, aren't you? Right. Right? I like just a normal West End theatre. Clap, 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 clap. One by one. Clap, clap, clap. Clap, clap, clap. clap. Cheers, guys. Go ahead. It's <laughs> very colloquial. All oh, right, cheers. Bolt, see you soon. Yeah, but... that was... That's what I like. Um Okay. Uh, well, you know, um uh, would you recommend a ballet to people? If you've never been to a ballet, then I recommend going. I think everyone should see... It. You should go at least once to really see it because I have to admit, I didn't really know what to expect from a ballet well, a few years ago when I went to the, my first one, the Russian... I saw Sleeping Beauty for the Russian ballet. Yeah. Um... And I have to admit, I was very pleasantly surprised. It is very good.
1: Yeah, I I actually...
0: I just, uh... Jesus, after a while, it's a bit like, ooh. He's done that move a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Um... But I, I also, i actually seen, like, 20 minutes of ballet at Glastonbury, and it's quite weird to see in the main stage when, when I was at Glastonbury, very hungover at 10 o'clock in the morning, just seeing people jump around to war and peace, and just like, I'm so hungover, I, I don't know what I had. But it was, it's nice, though, isn't yeah. it? It's a bit like Because I don't think we see that kind of thing very no. often. I, I used to have loads of people who did dance and were really into that kind of thing, but, yeah, I just never really got into that world, I guess. Yeah. But. I really like dance, actually. I, I like dance, but I'm not... Sorry about the- the classical dance. Can I also say That if you haven't Seen a ballet before And you are mildly Offended by bum cracks Then I wouldn't go <laughs> <laughs> Because the- What yeah, So there was a lot Of bum cracks in the show Well have you ever Seen what the men wear They wear like those Really skin tight oh, Leggings That only sorry, come up Like sorry, half the it- So oh, in my head I thought it was like A builder's bum situation no. It's like, You're paying 100 quid For a ticket And there's like Just a guy With his half his ass out just- yeah. but, Sorry So like th- th- Strict lycra. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. A bit, I think that's more classy though, because in my head it was just like, oh, look at Roseanne with her hanging out. But it is crazy impressive, particularly the guy. I don't know how they stay on point for as long as they do. I yeah, think, like, what's on point? Is like, on point is when they're, like, on your toes, yeah. Like, pointing downwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, do they have special ballet shoes? Well, I think they have, like, the block. Oh, well, no, uh, I think they just. I think they just. I know you can have. They have People need emailing, because as we know, yeah. Ian, I'm not an expert on this. I'm pretty sure you have blocks to start with, right? When you're like a, a young dancer, you're trying to go to one point, and you have blocks, and then afterwards the blocks get removed, and you literally are just balancing on your toes. Uh, well, you know, like, uh, that's, pre- that's pretty impressive. I think what we're trying to say, ballet is really impressive, Yes, right? it is really impressive. However, when you're at the ballet, were they able to kind of do... You know, were they able to talk about myth- myths and, like, mythological things for over a year? No. Well, fuck them, then. They're not as good as us. This is the highest form of art, technically. And it's free. Uh, not like, like, you have to pay with money, but you do have to pay with time, I guess. But, like, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's more of a prison sentence. <laughs> yeah, you <know>? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they actually play this in Guantanamo. It's like, oh, God. Oh, these. Why can't they add up? Ah! You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um... Yeah, and anyone who went into Guantanamo Bay knowing anything about classics came out knowing less about <laughs> classics. <laughs> they actually do an exam at the end as well, ben. okay, well, uh, Mr. DeMarcos, uh, please take this exam. When you arrived, you actually got 30%. You actually got minus 30%. So, yeah, good job, you <laughs> yeah. can leave. Brian the Eagle was the only answer. <laughs> uh, anyway, talking about uh, myths, Dan, would you like to go on to our next part of the Odyssey? I would like to head over to our next part of the Odyssey. What? Get, sit, put your seatbelt on and sit in tight for a lovely jingle. Welcome to the Odyssey. Where we meet a man stranded at sea. Searching for home with varying success. Why didn't he just book a National Express? Uh, So Daniel, my good friend, potential lover. Um, what's been happening in the Odyssey so far? Well, as you know, man, I'm an expert on summarising. Uh, yep, uh, very concise. Very yeah. concise. I you will do quite a good one if you want. Okay, I, I want you to. But I the Sun God. To... Oh, hold on. Can you can you do it? But in sentences. But um, you have to. put... You only allowed five syllables per sentence. What? Yeah, we've done that before, and it was terrible. No, but like it's not like not like just five syllables and that's it. But like you do for every sentence, you do to describe what's happened. Oh, I see. Hey, five okay. syllables, pause, five... Okay. Take it away. The sun... The sun god... Um, Hyperion. Hyperion. Which is Hyperion. Hyperion. That's free. That's fine. You're right. That's <laughs> on That's six, but go on. The sun god Hyperion... He had these special cows... Yes Special yeah, it's, cows it's, Fuck it, I keep doing six but You're from ethics I'm so doing five words uh, Aren't I Your ethics syllables, your Essex syllables are like special Special <laughs> It's the same um, <laughs> Anyway Let's just get that. There's yeah. a sun god uh, He tells Odysseus well, uh, let, let's. Is let's, this the song, God? No, well, let's rein it back a little bit. So, essentially, uh, uh, Odysseus has escaped an island uh, and he's uh, at the Fusions Island. Um, We're telling you stories of adventures. We've seen. Uh, oh, so, you're going to raid the thought we just wanted to summarise the last episode, not oh, the fucking whole last six parts. But, <laughs> well, uh, just give me, like a quick summary. Fine, yeah. uh, so, we've had uh, Cyclopses, uh, uh, Sirens, um, Skill and Charybdis. But what, in the last episode, we had Skill and Charybdis, we had Sirens. Uh, and we also, they, they were at the Sun God's Island, weren't they? Yes. And uh, they decided, because uh, after being stranded there for a month, they ate the cows. Well, that's what I was going to get to. I think you're doing a worse job than me. Basically, okay, you know the what? God said to him... How about we both summarise our God, own God version? The God said, if you're going to be on my... You can't eat the cows when you go to these... You're yeah, going to get to well, an island, you can't eat any cows. Odysseus was like, great, that's pretty easy to do. Then they got shipwrecked on this island for like months and months... And he, it, him and his men were like, right, we can't eat the cows, can't eat the cows. One day Odysseus wandered off to get some firewood or something. Or firewood. And he came back, and they had slaughtered and eaten a cow. And it was a sun god's cow, and that was the one thing they weren't meant to do. And the gods were going to punish him. And did they punish him, Matt? Uh, yeah, they did murder the whole... Yeah, they uh, murdered everyone yeah, except I, for Odysseus. Yeah, it was a shipwreck, wasn't uh, it? And... Uh, and he flowed all the way to Okugea and uh, was a uh, prisoner for ten, eight years. So, um, essentially, uh, he's, finished, uh, this, he's finished telling his story to these Phaeacian uh, people. We're back to the first scene. Yeah. <laughs> well, back like, in the room. Technically back. Second scene. Technically third. Third. We're back to the third <laughs> ever scene where he's in the room. Because that was all a flashback, wasn't it? Yeah, the yeah. last few episodes have all been a flashback. And have you been enjoying that kind of structure? I like haven't that? enjoyed that structure. So we've, instead of going for a flashback, from henceforward, it's, we're going to be in the present from Odysseus yeah. as well. And we're going to move mm. forward with our hero. Because we have been hearing the story as he's been telling the story to the Phoenicians. Mm-hmm. And now he's finished the story. So let's see what happens after he's told the story at the dinner party. <clears throat> Here we go. Odysseus ends his tale, and the Thaesians, highly impressed, return to their homes for the evening. The next morning, at Al- Alcinous's behest... Uh, Al- Alcanus's... The next morning, at Alcinous's behest... Alcin... Alcanus? Alcanus. not here for Alcanus. You're obviously... It's got an umlaut above the O, so it's obviously spelled Alcanus. <laughs> it's like a cow. Alcanus. <laughs> the next morning, at Alcanus's behest, the phesian lords return to the palace... To render Odysseus even costlier gifts than they had before, these are loaded aboard the ship reserved for Odysseus's journey home. I'll I'll sing. I'll king you a s- What did I say before? <laughs> The main guy in charge. The main guy in charge. Can we call him Al? Al. Can we call him Al? Al C. Okay, there's a guy here. We He's got a very <laughs> similar name to another major character. Yeah. And, and Al- we keep getting the two mixed up, but we need the other guy's name to come up, so we're just going to call this guy Al. Uh, Ali C, we call him. Ali C. Ali C. Uh, it actually sounds a bit like... I think it's Al-kin- Alkinus. Al. Uh, but there's another one called Alcinous, Alcinous and I didn't yeah, want to yeah. confuse you guys. I think called but... but... We, we've actually made it more confusing. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Mr. Alci he, uh, he begins another feast in Odysseus' honor but uh, just for the stretch of the night like uh, so he's um, they all go to bed after hearing this tale and they've already been feasting for about Eight hours at this point, he must have been retelling his stories, and everyone's like, Oh, let's come back to the palace and have another feast. He's like, Aren't you guys full? Like, (laughs) like, you've been partying all night, you know what I mean? And these guys, and bear in mind, Odysseus is just this random guy who he looks quite good because Athena's made him look pretty and stuff like that. Norsca fancies him, but like, he just told a story, and everyone's like, Take everything we own, you know what I mean? It's quite a good story, to be fair, though. Yeah, it's quite good, yeah, but. Uh, What's your impressions of Odysseus so far? What do you think of him? Well, by by so far, you mean all these episodes we've known him? Yeah. Even (laughs) based on what we know about from what he was like at the Trojan War and stuff like that? Uh, Yeah, why not? Younger Odysseus. I think he's very wise. I actually imagine he's very likeable. There's a lot of situations where he gets himself out of them very easily. Even the Trojan War, he always used to persuade people to do stuff. yeah. yeah. I think he's probably a very nice guy. I imagine, in layman's terms, he is... He's definitely what I would call a cruiser. He's someone that's just kind of got through life. Yeah, well, I think he has a lot of things handed to he's him. He's very charming, yeah. I think. He's yeah. probably... He's got away by his um, his wits and his charm, I feel. Like, yeah, yeah, I think he's doing all right for himself, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think out of all the heroes, I think Odysseus is my favourite because he's, he's a bit of a dick. Because, like, actually going through this as myths, it kind of like I realise he's kind of... He's a bit more he does some kind of not okay things, but I think that's more to do with the culture at the time, I guess, but like, yep. uh, uh, but also, uh, nothing that major, but like he's, out of all the heroes, he's less of a dick, I feel. Like he yes. he also wants, he also he wants to get home, you know what I mean? That's his, yeah. that's quite a noble thing. I see, I see Odysseus as a mixture between Jaime and Tyrion Lannister. Okay. Do you want to explain that? Elaborate? I don't think I need to. Um. Well, I I don't don't know where you're coming from, though. He's charming. Uh, Yes. He's a good warrior. But at the (laughs) same time, there's something about him that's, like, very cunning, very clever. And maybe there's, like, an underbelly there that you're like, ooh, do I... I I trust this guy now, but should I be trusting this guy? No, because I think that's... But he is very trustworthy. But, again, I think, yeah, I think that the Lancers are... uh, By the way, if you haven't... Watch Game of Thrones, uh, you won't get this bit, but then again, you know, what you've been doing with your life. Like, uh, But the thing is that, yeah, I think that L- Lannis is a bit more treacherous, if you know what I mean. But I think Odysseus actually does have a heart and gold, if you know what I mean. Like, that's true, he's yeah, made that's some true. bad choices, and he is, I don't think he's a good leader at times, but I think broadly he's actually like quite Like Star Lord. Good... Yeah, Star Lord's not too Chris, bad. Chris yeah. Pratt. You know, Chris Pratt would be good as Odysseus if yeah, he, so he be would. doing the acting thing. He would. Anyway, uh, Odysseus is about to leave for the home. Odysseus, impatient to be on his way home, waits anxiously for the evening to arrive. As uh, Mr. C yet again toasts Odysseus on his journey for the eighth time, the adventurer does not even stop to drink. He hands Arete, the queen, his cup, says a quick farewell, and strides out of the hall and down to the ship. The Phaeacians set blankets for him on the ship's deck, and the weary Odysseus falls into a deep, oblivious sleep. The Phaeacians roll a powerful ship all night and miraculously arrive in an enclosed Ithacan bay before sunrise. They gently disembark the sleeping Odysseus and his many Phaeacian gifts. The crewmen then sail away quickly from Ithaca. Okay, so... So they've left... They've got him home. He's from Ithaca. That's where he's he's from. He's arrived, finally. that's where he's he's from. He's in Ithaca. But, uh, however... um, some kind of weird, so he basically, uh, they're doing this feast for him, he's like, right, I'm fucking off, so see you later, bye, and so he gets on the ship, and uh, basically just falls asleep, everyone just kind of drop. he, just, he gets dropped off there, and like... they uh, just left him on the beach. Yeah, he left him on the beach, but with all his, like, stuff, he yeah, like he's still what? asleep. Yeah, yeah, he's still asleep, like, he's being dropped into the sea, and he's just like, well, you're here now, <laughs> they didn't wake him up, as well. Like, no. how would you do that as well, be like, oh, the a man sleeping on the floor, just kind of... Hoy him out of bed with that one. He must be really tired. Yeah. <laughs> well, he hasn't been eating for the last 16 hours. So. That's true, yeah. So, back in Ithaca. Finally back made in it in home. Africa. Poseidon, enraged over Odysseus's rescue, approaches Zeus. Although the sea god realises that Zeus had ordained Odysseus eventual homecoming, Poseidon wishes to punish the Phoenicians for their involvement in the matter. He asks Zeus if he might be allowed to petrify the returning Phoenician ship and then pile a mountain over the top of King Alci's city. This would indeed coincide with a prophecy told to Alci concerning a possible fate for the Phoenicians. While Zeus agrees that Poseidon should punish the Phoenicians, he does not believe he should go as far as to drop a mountain on them. <laughs> Poseidon travels to Scyria and, and turns the ship returning from Ithaca to stone before the Phoenician people's very eyes. Oh God! King Al, recognizing the portent, the portent, discourages the Phoenicians from ever transporting strangers again. He also commands them to sacrifice to Poseidon in the hope that he might relent uh, from fulfilling the second half of the prophecy, namely covering the city with a mountain. <laughs> okay, a little a lot, backstory there. A lot, lots to digest there. Because firstly. Zeus is the voice of reason here. It's like don't drop a mountain on, on a ship. That's ridiculous, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh also not Poseidon's jurisdiction there is I was just about to say, I don't think he's the mountain god, he don't have a jurisdiction um, of it. Yeah. But you know he's, he's I don't go to do that that meeting. I'm gonna petrify hmm. them. Uh, okay, they are a ship on the sea, so you what that is your jurisdiction. Don't go drop a mountain on them. No, deciding we've been through this. <laughs> That's, you don't have the author You'd have yeah. to go. That has to go higher up. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you have the, the lot of paperwork involved you, in that. You have to go through us fighters and then, yeah, you know, God, just, yeah. I've got to sign. Look, man, I'm am tired. I've got to yeah. sign. If you do that, i have got to sign loads of yeah. stuff. You know, it's like like you know, if, if it's down to me, sure. But you know, it's it's the bosses of above. above yeah, you know, yeah. It's bureaucracy. Yeah, you know, it's the way we do these things. <laughs> uh, but also, like, what? Also, the Phoenicians have incredibly like overly generous at this point. So they kind of give Odysseus all these wealth and they. Drop them at home as well, and that's quite a journey as well. But anyway, it took them like twenty years to get back there. Um, and but so as soon as like their ship gets turned to stone in front of their eyes, like, well, we're not being kind ever again. There's, a, there's quite a massive radical flip. If you know what I mean. I guess they're kind of reacting out of scaredness. But well, it's like- all because of a prophecy that the king of the Phaeacians had obviously had. Yeah, previously. It's like prophecies never never turn true, apart no. from this one situation. Do the gods in Mount Olympus have a huge filing cabinet full of people they've given prophecies to? <laughs> in the bureaucracy department. Yeah, yeah. prophecies department. I love the idea that they'd be like, wait, they just dropped off a stranger. Is there a prophecy about that? Ring, ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Here it is. Yeah, a couple of years back, we yeah. told the king that if he ever dropped someone off at Ithaca, then we had to petrify him. And drop a mountain up. besides stop with the mountain <laughs> stuff. <laughs> You know what, I... How do they remember who they've given prophecies to? I love that all the gods are kind of, like, fucking each other, and, uh, uh they, everyone's just a massive fuck-up, but there is one god, the god of bureaucracy, just like, okay, that's, uh... Yeah. I, just I a, do see them all about Olympus. <laughs> I always picture them, actually, when we do this, as them all kind of being... They're like colleagues, they're like the best of friends, <clears throat> and the worst of friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, they all... They've, they've all worked in the Oss office for eternity, the same office building in Mount Olympus. <laughs> yeah. They've all got their same desks, and they hate each other, but also... They're all friends, yeah. really. Um, this is a genuine fact as well. Well, I, I might be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure it's true. Um, well, that went very quickly from a fact to a probably not true. Yeah. <laughs> basically. This it's a genuine fact that isn't yeah. true. <laughs> 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 well, what I mean is that uh, with the... Um, okay, so what, what happened is a fact, but I lost confidence in it, because basically, uh, in Persian, in the ancient Persian culture, in religion, um, there. are they used to be quite obsessed with bureaucracy as well. So there was a There's literally a god of accounting, like who, like a god you pray to for getting your facts and figures and your tax returns on time. I do know that some of the oldest artifacts from the ancient world that involve writing are Persian, like tablets that, yeah, are, like yeah. taxing people for wheat and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, that's actually what we do in Yorkshire as well. It is, yeah. So long story short, the Phoenicians have dropped him off in Ithaca, he's on a beach, they've sailed home and they've gone, ha, shouldn't do that, and then the Phoenicians in a whole different story, side note, have been petrified. Yeah. Well like, some of them have, so but, but then the ship. Yeah. And they've been like, right, we're not being nice to anyone ever again. But Dan, what happens to Odysseus? Meanwhile, Odysseus awakens on Ithaca, but Athena drifts a mist over him that makes them the land seem unfamiliar. <gasps> That's because he must know Ithaca very well. Yeah. Odysseus, despairing over his fortune Curses the Phoenicians for abandoning him on an unknown shore When Athena approaches him disguised as a young boy He bums him Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Please do that <not> line again <laughs> When Athena approaches him disguised as a young boy Odysseus eagerly asks the seeming lad What land he has entered After cataloging the nature of the place Athena finally admits that Caesar's an Ithaca So that was totally pointless Her putting a myth a Yeah, myth- yeah, oh, sorry yeah. Watch her. Pointless, pointless thing to do. I'm going to make him think he's not there. Where am I? You're in Ithaca. Ah, uh, was the uh, whoops. Uh, was, what was the point of me doing that? You know when you're trying to hide a secret from someone, but then you just blow it. Yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Odysseus, through inwardly rejoicing, decides to pretend he is an unfortunate traveler who is abandoned by Phoenician escorts on his island, of which he is only remotely familiar. Um, so, as I mentioned earlier, like uh, uh, I think that um, Odysseus is. Uh, he's so quick-footed and he's thinking ahead because the re- the re- I think the reason why uh, Athena wanted to be the person to tell him it was Ithaca so no, no one else came up because I think it's he's trying to be... He's trying to go under disguise because it means that if he says it's Odysseus people are going to come after him. You know? Yes, yeah. So he doesn't know what the, the vibe's like. So people people, on Ithaca all think he's dead, right? It's been like 20 years. Yeah. yeah. And they don't want him to come back because otherwise they can't all bang his wife. Yeah, because um, again let's, let's talk about the context of that because uh, his wife... Um, this is all episode, well, part one. Yes, yeah. yeah. So his wife uh, uh, has got 100 suitors and basically uh, she has to choose one of them in the next couple of weeks. And here. she keeps saying, oh, he's still alive. Yeah, but then the, the suitors have now said, no, you've got to pick one of us tomorrow. But mind. he's obviously dead. He hasn't come back in 20 years. Yeah. Meanwhile, his son has actually <laughs> been off-fight looking for him. Yeah, and but basically Telemachus knows that he is alive mm. just to wait for the right time. Yeah. And the time is now. After enjoying his performance, Athena appears to Odysseus in her pure form, remarking on his propensity to assume disguises. Odysseus, glad to be rejoined by his divine companion, asks why she had abandoned him to his dismal fate since the time of Troy's fall. She explains to him how she has indeed been helping him, but that her work was performed secretly so as not to arouse the powerful Poseidon's attention, who, meanwhile, is too busy dropping mountains on people. <laughs> it's like, hey, uh, what, are you doing, uh, what are you doing in Nepal? I'm going to drop this massive one on you. <laughs> Athena then helps Odysseus hide his many treasures in a cave located on the enclosed harbour where the Phoenicians deposited Odysseus. I forget that he's just lying in yeah. a... In a pile full of jewels from his. Yeah, it's like, how do I. Uh, ima- imagine, oh, I'm just a random person. Why has it got your name inscribed in gold, Odysseus? Later, <laughs> where's you your statue of you? He next informs him of the situation in his home and also tells him about Telemachus's journey to Sparta. Sparta! <laughs> Athena advises Odysseus to keep his presence in Ithaca a secret until he comes upon a way to destroy the suitors. Odysseus agrees to her strategy. Okay, so um, someone liking this. So yeah, so basically they're uh, plotting as well. Also, what I find kind of strange is that Athena is, is allowed to be come out in her true form. She could have done this loads of times, by the way, but she hasn't. And uh, firstly, she's able to be a god in front of him which means, remember when uh, Zeus was uh, a god in front of uh, a lady and she just sat on fire? It's like, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then they were like, what happened? He was like, oh, oh. yeah, mortal people can't look upon gods. And everyone was like, that's not a thing. Yeah, yeah no, he was like, shut up, <laughs> I need to switch down. She was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Athena transforms his outer appearance into that of an old beggar so Odysseus might travel for Ithaca in complete disguise. Which other famous person was a beggar? Was it not. I don't want to say Oedipus. Someone's. Agamemnon's son also. but No, Agamemnon's Orestes. daughter, Orestes. He pretended to be a beggar, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. Just thought of that. Yep. She then commands Odysseus to go to the dwelling of Eumaeus. Eumaeus, the loyal swineherd. The guy who looks after pigs. <laughs> Athena herself departs for Sparta so that she might convince Telemachus to return to his home. <laughs> that Sparta is oddly close to the Golden Fleet. Oh, no, it's that kind of thing, yeah. yeah That's uh, what I'm going for. But also, like... <laughs> what well, well, I forgot to mention earlier, it's like when, when Athena kind of, like, it revealed herself as a goddess, instead of uh, uh, she's being overwhelmed by this, she's like, why have you been helping me? You know, it's quite petulant. Yeah. It's, quite, it's quite puerile, if you know what I mean. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so... So basically, he uh, he's going to hide himself as a beggar to kind of evade the eyes. The and, suitors. So he can work in he works yeah. the magic. So he goes to find Eumaeus. Uh, so bear, bear in mind, he has nowhere to stay or anything like that. And basically, we're seeing Odysseus on his like trying to help himself out as well. Yeah. Odysseus sets out for the shelter of Eumaeus, the swineherd, as per Athena's instructions. This faithful and loyal swineherd has kept Odysseus' pigs in order and has tended them skilfully. As Odysseus approaches the crude dwelling, he is is accosted by Eumaeus' dogs. The swineherd himself, however, comes quickly to his rescue and brings him to his dwelling, his humble abode. Eumaeus cares for Odysseus' need, feeding him immediately and bringing him into his house. As he speaks to the disguised Odysseus, Humeus constantly makes references to his beloved master, whom he asserts is lost and roaming the world in misery. When Odysseus requests Eumaeus' master's name, the swineherd reveals Odysseus' own name. So his master is Odysseus. They do that in China, don't they? They spit into little bags. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm such a weird boy, aren't I? Um, anyway, yet the swineherd Bitterly warns his guests not to suggest that he has heard of Odysseus's imminent return. Eumaeus and other loyal followers of Odysseus have had enough of being constantly duped by lying beggars. So, I th- I'm not quite sure what's happening. What, do you know what that means? I basically, I think... Ah, uh, uh, so basically, he said, Oh, Odysseus pretended to be an old man. And said, Oh... Uh, what's your master's name? And he said King Minus And, his, <laughs> and his, he said Oh my master's Odysseus But you can't tell anyone that Because I'm then going to get in trouble Like I don't want people to hurt me yeah, I, I think it's. I'm not sure if it's quite. I think. Uh, I think other lion have said. Oh yeah, I know Odysseus. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah, yeah plans, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, me too. Let's hang out. Uh, but I think he doesn't. That's what I mean. He doesn't get hurt again. But by... and I think Eumaeus is quite a naturally lovely person. Yeah. So uh, he's very much like. Oh, don't don't calm him. That. You know? This is the closest we've come to a character mm-hmm. that I think is Mahos. I think he might oh. be Eumaeus. Oh, that's really sweet because Eumaeus is actually one of the nicest people in the whole series as well. Uh, he also lives on a farm as well. And fucks pigs. (laughs) (laughs) So much in common. Uh, uh, Who was the other character who was very much like Matt Hoss? Do you remember that? It was like a, it it was like person that sings to people, and he's quite. Oh, it was. Oh, we know the guy. Not, who Not Pan? Because I no, crazy. not him. No, definitely not him. The creepy Pan. God, that was weird. The guy that goes to a music contest and then gets chewed oh, by pirates and then comes a... back in riding on a dolphin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, no, it was Arion. Arion, oh, there he is. Arion. Yeah. White supremacist Arion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Arion. No, it was, uh, it was someone Arian. else as well. Like, I think there was someone else who was just he wrote. Oh, it was Polyphemus when he did the sad poetry as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. See and i have got one eye. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the well, who's the most damn nice character in the whole group? God, Zeus, yeah. <laughs> I am quite Zeus sometimes, actually. It is yeah. Odysseus. I'm an Odysseus. You, I'm no, no oh, you're yeah, no, no, not. not. Um, I don't know because who's who? I don't want right? to make myself out like a hero, but I actually do think I have a, a few traits of. I I I think you also have that kind of kind of toxic not toxic but like kind of the rational masculinity of most of those heroes as well something yeah. like Hercules you know I was going to say I, I feel like I'm a bit of a Hercules sometimes do you know why that is because Hercules was that beautiful mix of like nice enough to do all those jobs for people but still a bit of an arsehole yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Kinda, did, like kind of he didn't like even a half arse job or yeah. kind of cheated. Yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think Hercules but sometimes... he was nice enough to agree to them in the first place yeah. like yeah I'll do I'll Yeah, I'll kill that boar for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably do a shit job of it, but I'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) 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 In spite of Eumaeus' warning, Odysseus embarks on a false tale about how he himself had heard of Odysseus in his travels. Odysseus tells Eumaeus that he is the son of a wealthy Cretan called Castor. Despite his illegitimate birth, the storyteller continues. He had risen to power in Crete and accompanied the prince Idomeneus t- uh, to the Trojan War. After fighting uh, at Troy for ten years, the narrator stopped only briefly at Crete and then journeyed to Egypt and sailed down the Nile. There he met disaster, for the men, for his men, pillaged outlying fields despite the narrator's warning, and the Egyptians swiftly punished them the following day. However, the narrator found favour with the Egyptian king and prospered in his house for seven years. From there, the narrator accompanied a crafty Phoecian uh, to his home in Asia Minor. After spending a year with his new host, the narrator set out with the Phoenician to Libya, where the Phoenician secretly planned to sell the narrator into slavery. However, (laughs) this is a very long sentence, however, Zeus sent a storm that destroyed the Phaeacian vessel and the narrator was cast adrift in the seas. After floating on a makeshift raft for nine days, the narrator landed on the shores of Thesprotia, a mainland region between southwestern Epirus and not far from northeast Ithaca. There, the narrator befriended the Thessalian king Phaedon, who told the narrator that he was preparing a splendid homecoming for Odysseus, who was taking a brief retreat at a nearby city. However, only eight more paragraphs ago before Odysseus <laughs> returned to the city and the narrator joined a group of the sailors heading past Ithaca to the isle of Dusseletion uh, these bad men also planned to sell the narrator into slavery and tied him up while they took an evening meal off the shores of Ithaca the narrator escaped their clutches and wandered through Ithaca until he arrived at the swine herd heard swelling <laughs> what a pointless fucking story um so he's made- so he just made all that up. There was no need to make all that up. You would never. Because if that guy now had a million questions, yeah, yeah, yeah. he would soon be found out because he'd be like, oh, I improvised all that. Why don't he just say, oh, I was in the Trojan War and I took my time getting back and I've actually just got back to Ithaca and I'm a bit lost, mate. So if you could. Let's, let's, let's imagine that meal. Because you'd be Eumaeus and like uh, you just fed me a lovely meal and okay, uh, yeah. and you're just asking okay. like some general questions. Yeah. Oh, thank you for feeding me. In yeah, no all worries. Um, he's Northern because he's a pig swine, pig herd. Like Island. me. Yeah. Uh, no worries. Um, so, old man, uh, what? Well, uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was once on the frightened ship and then I talked to the king and then I sold him to slavery. Any more questions? Uh, yeah, wherever. And then I was on the lake of Pandora! <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like he's like like he's overly compensating. For yeah, him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is all made up. Yeah, he just... <laughs> uh, he's very much he's like he's almost... that desperate to make a backstory so he doesn't get like yeah, but found to, out to the point of like unnecessary as well. Like, he's very much uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, uh, it just seems a bit annoying, if anything. Uh, but yeah. So by the way, none of that matters. None of that absolutely matters. Anyway, what happens next, then? Eumenius, while sympathising with Odysseus' tale, does not believe the part about Odysseus's presence in Threspetrosia and discourages his guests from speaking such lies in the future. After all that, he's like, well, that was all bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that was obviously bullshit, what you just told me, but you're an old man, so I'll believe you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, the thing the thing is, hit because Eumenius, no because he's quite smart he, he, he kind of knows like, he, kn- he knows to see through the lines he's well, like that uh, seems like a backward yeah, story yeah it's like, it's like is he like the worst improver in the world yeah. nevertheless he continues to care for him and when the other swine herds return from their daily rounds Eumenius prepares a great feast for them all in his guest's honour um, after all have eaten well they this is must be like I can't eat anymore <laughs> after all have eaten well they bed down for the evening a cold storm arises, and Odysseus tells Eumenius to see whether he will offer his guests a warm mantle. He um, tells the story of how Menelaus, Odysseus, and other Greeks, including himself, had been stationed one evening in the marshy fields surrounding Troy. Uh, one quick thing to mention here. Uh, I do want to clarify. Um, just because Eumenius lives in a little swinehood hut. So it's like, bear like he was just been in a palace 48 hours ago. Yep. He was now in a lovely, uh, in a small, kind of dingy, Swipe like a yeah. muddy hut, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And when he says there was a large feast, it wasn't a large feast. it's was very, very much like bread and butter, if you know what I mean. Like yeah, very these plain basics, just to kind of um just to They're giving all they can. He's so poor, you know what I mean? But he's still the fact that Eumaeus is giving everything he has despite yeah. to this random stranger as well. It's to show the the content of his heart, you know. He's a very lovely man. Uh, oh, that's nice. Very Matt Hoss. The narrator had asked Odysseus for some way to procure a mantle for himself Odysseus had cleverly sent one of the other Greek spies On an errand to the Greek camp And the narrator was able to seize the discarded bedding For the messenger What the hell's going on here? Oh, I think basically Odysseus is like Because uh, he wants another blanket or whatever And he goes Oh yeah, I remember the time uh, Where Odysseus was really cold And uh, someone got him a blanket Oh, what a what a time <laughs> Oh, yeah <laughs> I think mean, that's pretty much what you're doing. Yeah, that's exactly what happened <laughs> Acting upon the hint, Eumenius does indeed bestow an extra mantle on his guest, but then the swineherd himself goes outside into the cold night to personally oversee the welfare of the pigs. He lays down and sleeps among the troves of swine. Oh! It's ended, by the way. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) So it's ended with Eumenius going out of his heart. Has he clocked on, then? That's Odysseus? No, he has no idea. He still has no idea. Okay. Yeah, so... But but the point is that he just... Odysseus wants, Odysseus wants to find allies here and he wants to make sure that the right people so if he if he goes high on Odysseus people might just latch on to him because he's, he wants to find people who cares about him obviously he cares about Odysseus but um, would also help anyone out in that situation yes. so this is, this guy's getting points so far because he's yeah. sleeping outside with the pigs yeah. and giving him all his blankets yeah and, yeah. yeah he's, uh, he's kind of, it's kind of like that time where you made me sleep on, on the couch uh, and you had your bed it's kind of a bit, bit, bit like that I guess See that like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, that was quite a, a raucous episode, wasn't it, Dan? Like, I think there's going uh, to be like, off the charts in the ranking, isn't it? Probably not, no. Well, let's do it anyway! Hey there, my name is Matt Huss, and in this link, I have an American accent, and I advocate the safe use of this podcast in small doses. Welcome back, weary traveller. You've travelled a long mile from all the way from Fiji to Ithaca today. As an engineering boat specialist, that would take (laughs) one to two hours. (laughs) If you're lucky. If you hit traffic, though, it's probably going to be five hours. Uh, Anyway, um, we're going to rank this mother right now. Dan, what do we rank it on? We rank it on four categories. Each category is out of ten, giving a total score of 57. (laughs) (laughs) As a joke, it's out of 40. Obviously, bad at maths. Life skills, morals... Creativity and WTF factor. The first one we always do is life skills. These are practical things we we've learned. learned. Yeah. Practical things weird. we've learned how to sail to Ithaca. Uh, we learned to, how to give people gifts. We how to, to sleep. sleep. Uh, it would sleep really well. We also learned how to put someone uh, put, uh, move the man who's sleeping. Put him into the water. in a door. beach without him knowing. Uh, we learned how to disguise someone. Yeah, we learned how to create a mist, mist and yeah. then to destroy the purpose of that mist. We later. learned how to herd. Pigs. Y- yes, yeah, that's actually really look good. Look after actually, pigs. swine herds, that's a really big one as well. We also learned how to look after a guest. Yeah, we learned how to improvise a made-up backstory <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> but not believable at all. Not believable, no. Actually, this is a lot higher than I thought it was going to be. Uh, uh, what else in life skills? Um, Learn how to drop a mountain on someone. Learn how to, how to petrify a yeah. ship. How to drop a mountain on someone. The bureaucracy. Yes. Oh, and paperwork involved in that. Good God. <laughs> We also learn what a fact isn't, uh, so <laughs> go on. Uh we learn We also learn how to cook food, I guess. Uh, not for too much more, to be honest. Uh yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh I'm gonna say seven. I was about to say seven. I think for every category today we're gonna do a three, two, one, and then we're gonna say. Yeah. Even if yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Three, two, one. Oh, seven. seven. Nice, done. Put a seven in. Morales. Miles Morales. Um. So the ethical things we've learned. Ethical things we've learned. I'd like to give at least a bonus point for Zeus having the yes. moral judgment to say, "Please don't." The only time in fifty-eight episode he has held the high ground. ground. And gone whoa! You can't put a mountain on someone. Yeah, for sure. Um, we also learn uh, how to treat our guests. How to treat our guests? Yeah, he's super lovely. Yeah, you know, he's super lovely. Well, learnt don't lie because it's easy to spot out bullshit. Yeah, we learn that if you meet a straight a young boy on the beach don't rest him, obviously, but don't, don't, uh, don't immediately tell him who you are. Yeah, yeah. Because, hold your ground. Little boys can be dicks too. <laughs> Imagine if it was a genuine little boy, he goes, hi, I'm Odysseus, he goes, loser, you know, that. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, we also learnt that, um, you know, even though you help people, it might not always be the best thing for you to do as well. Like, yes, uh, yeah. As Ephesians got screwed over. Um, we also learnt that, um, hmm, I guess it's more, I think the, the heart of the episode, the morals, is from Yumeir, so it he's to look a, after. it's quite a big moral he's though. genuinely one of the nicest people in the tarotian mythology, yeah, he's like, really lovely, everyone is a dick, yeah. but he's the only like nice character, yeah. and that's why I think it has got waiting, are you ready? Three, Three two, two, one, six, six. nice, oh, do you reckon you'll be in sync for the whole I oh, reckon the whole yeah. time? Alright, so creativity. Okay, so the fact, I think the fact that Poseidon gets enraged and stuff like that, uh, uh, so one thing we kind of skipped over is the fact that Poseidon knows Odysseus is going to get home because it's destiny. Odysseus's Odysseus is destiny, he's going to get home and yeah, go back to Ithaca. That pisses him off. He, he can't fight that, but he can fight how long it takes him to get there. Yes. So he, he gets angry at people that help him on his way, if you know what I mean. Yes. Because he's, he's been the reason he's been so, taking so long. That's his enemy, you know. Uh, this is actually quite creative, I think. I think... Even the fact that he falls asleep is quite creative. Yeah. Like that there's no reason there's, there's no reason to do that other for to like a, from a narrative creativity point of view. I've just also another another thing. Uh, I'm not sure. This may be slight WTF. Not really, but like uh, the fact that Odysseus uh, he has a really good sleep uh, once he has lots of extra mantles and blankets because we had a blanket on the ship as well. he just fell straight to sleep. But when he was like, oh yeah, can I have an extra mantle so I can just fall asleep? He loves to sleep in he this. He It's like um, a cat. The whole thing with the Phoenicians and the mountain and them getting Pedro—that's a whole side story that didn't really need yeah. to be mentioned. But that's creative. The fact that he created that the backstory—the backstory the back is very creative. He goes to Libya and yeah. Egypt, and he yeah. sails the Nile, and he makes up princes' names. And the fact that he creates—he's um, already a beggar, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's that creative. Like the people that she Athena moved him to. Uh-huh. Um. um uh, but then again, I don't think it's. It's quite a straightforward, myth, because we've left the lands of fantasy behind, and we've gone yes. into yeah. real life, You know it? I mean, yeah. Like, yeah, it's a straightforward, it's quite human, the rest of the story, yes, like, there's no yeah. more creatures. No, no, and we normally, yeah, that's normally what's good. We know we're normally like a diverse range of... That being said, there was um, gods appearing as well. Yeah, uh, there are gods appearing and deciding fate. And like gods, um, the gods will have an active role in what's going to happen in the next couple yeah. of books as well. Are you ready? Okay, three, two, one, five, six. Oh, I, was, I, was, I was gonna say six as well. I was gonna do five. Well, right, so let's talk about that. Because I think six is... I was going to say five as well. I think it's kind of down the middle. Look, I was going to say five until you... I thought the way you were talking, you were going to give it a six. That's I think what I, yeah, well, I think it is a six in our face Because you were like, it's very run down the middle. I was like, he's going to give it a five. But also, it had gods in I was like, Oh, that means he's going to give it a six. I think because of the gods, I think it just tips it over a little okay. bit. It's just more, slightly more than average, right? Okay, yeah, I give it a six. And WTF. Uh, apart from uh, Odysseus sleeping a lot and... Beside with a mountain, that's quite messed different yeah. uh, The backstories are a little... not WTF. It's more... The uh, only WTF thing is the fact that he came up with all that on the spot. Yeah. As if he'd like... Uh, the fact that it was so long as well. Like, yeah. Um, and also the how the Phoenicians from being really lovely then. We'll never help anyone ever again. And it's like, well, that's quite sudden if you never hear yeah. it. Like, um, I don't think this is high. No. 3... Two one, two four wow you went 2 There's yeah I panicked actually I hadn't really thought of an answer in my head 3 I think 3 yeah, I think... is it 3 honestly it is w- the mountain's quite WTF but re- we've had some really horrible stuff him not for waking up when they moved him off the ship that's yeah, pretty WTF that's... this crazy backstory is a high WTF you reckon I mean, on the spot, he just made up about how he'd gone to Libya and Egypt and all these princes okay, and all these that, things that happened. But he's been, like, we've had stories where him going to the underworld and him going to blind. I know this is, this is just funny. The idea that he—I made—I just find it. Yeah, I, I yeah. just find it funny the idea it's, that he came up with all that on a spot. It's quite novel. We yeah. haven't had this before. Yeah, exactly. Three fine. Okay, so let's add that up. So we have seven plus six plus six plus three. So that is boop, 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 twenty-two. Twenty-two. yeah. That's fine, Svanzyk. So, Daniel, did you enjoy this myth today? Yes, I did, actually. For what is quite a chilled out myth, it was actually quite a high ranking as well. Yes, you know it was. I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was. Because other myths which have less content, or well, not much happens, um, would have, have done less than that. But, uh, Dan, um, what uh, if you really like this podcast, which I hope you do, well, do you like this podcast? I do, Yes. Hmm, I'm not sure about that, but uh, if you realize this podcast, how many stars can you give us on iTunes? Uh, you can give us up to five, uh, only five. They're, they're, only five. Sorry. They've actually stopped taking like, any other star ratings for our podcast. Yes, well, yes. Other podcasts, yeah, like Serial, one star, <laughs> <laughs> losers. Actually, it's a very good podcast. I did that bad, but like yeah, uh, um, yeah, give us five stars on iTunes. You can also find us online. Where? Mm, this podcast have you actually forgotten or, uh, on Facebook or Twitter Facebook and Twitter at this Podcast there we go and you can email us at podcast at gmail.com what's some of the things you can email us about you can email us about myths you would like us to read out once we yep. have done the Odyssey you can talk about your favourite myths yep. uh, any funny observations you've made that maybe we have I mean obviously we get all of them so <laughs> yeah, that yeah. very rarely happens um, <laughs> where you the weirdest place you've listened to myths uh, and, your, and who your favourite is out of me and Matt don't put that. <laughs> Every email someone should just put Team Matt or Team Dan. That's how yeah. like you should sign Has, off. Hashtag Team Matt, hashtag Team Dan. Now, if you have Twitter, put in your bio, put hashtag Team Matt, hashtag Team Dan. Um, only, like, five people will understand or care, but and one of those people will be me, me or Dan. But uh, that, that's a nice hitch, isn't it? Actually, in my Twitter bio from now on, I'm going to put hashtag Team Matt. But I'm probably more Team Dan, actually. I'm <laughs> that's how low my self-esteem is. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to give us uh, any donations, find uh, find us on Ko-fi and Patreon on the episode descriptions below. Any money would be appreciated. Yeah. All right, Dan. shall we head off to the? Uh, where... <laughs> try to, to honest, I just try to think of an ending. As like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know. Um, I, I, well, what are you doing for the rest of this week, Dan? Uh, the rest of this week, no, I don't really have anything planned. Probably going to go to the cinema and go to work. Well, uh, you're so you're so square, Dan. You know what I mean. Well, thank you for being a guest in this podcast. Uh, No worries. uh, Our full-time host, Laura Lex, will be here next week. No worries. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you guys soon. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye. Myths. Myths. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Good God. When I'm driving, I have to have a spit or swallow kind of thing. And um, In fact, I had a bottle in my car where I just spit into it. Anyway. <laughs> okay, would you, ever, yeah. would you ever accept oral sex from a man? So I don't think I would either. Nah. I don't think I would. I think I'd feel, I'd feel uncomfortable in the sense that I knew I didn't really enjoy that? Yeah, I think, yeah, I, when I, I think I would be trepidatious towards it, because, mm. like, forever, I don't think I'd feel, com- not not comfortable in, I don't mean in a homophobic way, but I mean, like, just, I, it's not what I'm into, you know? yeah, so, exactly. so I'm Yeah, I'll be kind of like... It's the same as if an ugly girl asked to do it. <laughs> i will say, no, thank you, I just gotta... <laughs> they both have <on> mustaches. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, if there's a girl I'm not attracted to, I wouldn't enjoy that, because I'd be like, well, I don't... Oh, no, I think, I think at that point... Uh, to be honest, I'm kind there's of no girls you're not attracted to, yeah. so. <laughs> In fact, there's no boys I'm not attracted to. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm a very libationist being. Uh-